Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome to another edition of Music Makers. I'm Gordon Collier. Today's guest is a Central Texas native from Hewitt. She's preparing to release her second album. Now, full disclosure, I didn't know this artist existed until a couple of months ago, and I have to tell you, I'm hooked. If you like music with a message, if you demand more than just toe-tapping beats and a few clever rhymes, you're going to love Jamie Harris. We're starting with the title track of her soon-to-be-released album, Boomerang Town. I was working at the supermarket when I fell for Julie, not to her. Like everybody said I would. The day I turned 16, I got that job. I couldn't wait to buy a car, save enough. Leave this town for good. In August, I asked Julie if she'd run away. She said she wanted to wait till May to graduate. She'd be the first in her family, so I. Thought she could get a scholarship to college Become a nurse, travel the world But all that took a back seat When we saw those double lines As for me She 
hookers, the tributers, the punks, the college kids who trash their booze, all stoned and drunk, who always pay but never tip with daddy's money. Julie and I come from similar kin. Heavy drinkers, quick to anger's fist to skin. They all live and die. That won't be us, I swear to her. I promise you will see the world. I just don't know when. As for me, the only dream I've ever had is getting out of this boomerang town. You think you're soaring, you think you're flying, too young to know there's no use trying. You spin in circles round and round in this boomerang. It's a boomerang town. After her shift, she lights a smoke up on the bridge under the billboard painted Jesus lives. Julie steps over the rail thinks about salvation The sun arrives and collides with the steeple Cast a shadow over God's most desperate people Julie takes it as a sign Let's go and start flying As for me, the only dream I've ever had is getting out of this boomerang town. It feels like soaring, it feels like flying. Now I know it's only dying. You spin and surf. Round and round in this boomerang town. Love it, Jamie. Welcome. Set the stage for us. First of all, tell us uh, where you're joining us from. 
Yeah, thank you, Gordon. Great to be on. I am in my home in Nashville, Tennessee, where I've spent a lot of time over the past few years learning how to live stream and record at home. So this is a converted garage that's my creative space and also my office. All right. Well, uh, you know, the pandemic wasn't all bad. It was horrible, but we did uh, grow in, in different areas. And, and speaking of growing, tell us about growing up in Hewitt and and you got your and how you got your your musical journey started here oh absolutely um, so yeah my parents are high school sweethearts they met at Midway High and I was born in Nacogdoches but we moved back pretty early um, on in my life I think it was about three years old and was pretty much in Hewitt until I graduated from high school with a short trip to Dallas. And my grand, both sets of grandparents are here. Uh, my grandfather was Justice of the Peace there for a while. My grandmother was one of the first female deacons at the First Baptist Church of Waco. And my dad and mom had me when they were quite young. They were in their 20s. And so my dad put himself through college and through law school at Baylor by playing cover songs in a band. So my dad has always been interested in music and guitar, and it was around Christmas time that he was playing an Lou Harris Christmas record called Light of the Stable on repeat. And I got hooked on the title track, and I just sat by the stereo and sat by the stereo, and I'd asked my parents for a Pegasus for Christmas, like a flying horse, and they were begging me to ask for anything else. And I said, okay, you know, that I'm not budging, and but my dad did notice because I was hooked on that Christmas record that I, I was interested in music. So he gave me my first guitar at five, and then at 10, I started playing in the set breaks between my dad's band sets. So he would play those four-hour cover gigs. So I would go often to a bar with my dad and a family friend, and sometimes I would get to play three 15-minute sets in between the breaks, right? But some, sometimes they were like, you know, the kid's cute. You got to get her out of the bar. You can't really watch her if you're on stage. So for every set I didn't play, a family friend would take me and buy me a CD. So I either got to play music or I got a musical education. And then after I went to the first Austin City Limits Music Festival, I decided I wanted to be a songwriter or I felt called to be a songwriter. And I started writing songs pretty much immediately after that and joined forces with my dad, who is a lawyer in town still. And we started a band together that my mom named called Better Off Dad. And we played at Beatniks quite a bit and other little shops around town and a lot in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And that's how I got my start in playing and performing. Mm. Well, anyone who grew up in a, in a small town who had tre uh, dreams of, of getting out can certainly relate to uh, Boomerang Town. Now, the, the hardships that you encountered can help shape you as a person and as, a, as an artist. Now, looking back, is getting out all that you thought it would be? Yeah, you know, I think Mm, that's a really difficult question, Gordon. <laughs> you know, I'll be honest with you, song writing this whole batch of songs has been really fascinating for me because the most authentic way that I found to tell the story, my story, or even the stories of my family and people I love are through behind the eyes of different narrators. I think that's one of the most powerful things about being a songwriter. And it's strange because oftentimes, you know, we read fiction and we don't assume that the author behind the fictional book that that's their exact life but for some reason there is that assumption with the songwriter you know that this must be your exact story and in some ways of course it's informed by my life experience and 
my family's experience, but it's also influenced by what who the most powerful narrator could be. So yeah, as a kid, I did have dreams of seeing the world, especially I think because my whole, pretty much my whole family is in Waco. That was all I saw. We didn't travel elsewhere for holidays and my family didn't have a lot of money. So we just pretty much stuck around town. And of course, it's an incredible place to grow up. And now it's such a different place than it was when I was living there. And I think it was a great place to grow up because it required me to have an imagination that has served me quite well with this job. But I do love traveling and I found that I like to be in a different place pretty much every other day. So being on the road really suits me. Yeah, you know, that's an interesting point. Sometimes you don't even realize what you're trying to get out from or get away from. It's not the town. It, it just may be something in, inside of you. Uh, tell us about um, your early days in the business. What did you go through to find that stage? And we kind of covered this, but, but how did you uh, find that audience uh, that's so unique to you and, and your songs? Yeah, it's interesting you said that. Well, first of all, one of, you, you talked about something inside of you, I realized that part of what was inside of me was a little bit of trauma and I was also battling addiction. And it took me a couple of bouts with the criminal justice system to get the sign that I needed to get sober in order to survive. And I knew that if I didn't get sober, not only would I likely die, but I was not going to be able to pursue music in the way that I wanted to. And this amazing thing happened right when I got sober. I started hanging out at this 24-hour coffee shop that's since closed in Austin. And it was great because it was open all the time. And once you get sober, you find out that there's like endless amount of time during the day. You're like, what do people do all the, all the time? So I spent a lot of time just hanging out there. And they had music from 10 o'clock in the morning till midnight pretty much every day. And I started hanging around there, and that's where I found that there were a lot of fans there that were interested in the music I was interested in. Because when I first moved to Austin, what I found myself in was a little more of a hipster crowd. So I was looking, where are the people that love Towns Van Zandt? Where are the people that love Nancy Griffith, um, Billy Joe Shaver? And it turns out those people were hanging out in listening rooms. So it collided with me getting sober and spending time in this place. And there was a gospel brunch that happened there every Sunday that raises money for the food bank. And the central food bank there actually feeds into the Caritas food bank, which is in Waco. And so the folks there started inviting me up to play songs. And through that, I started making other friends that were musicians that became my band. And I really found the audience that was interested in the type of music that I was trying to pursue. It sounds like you, you found a home there for sure. Now, I've listened to most of your record, and it is just fantastic. Missing You is one of the tracks that, that really grabbed me. I absolutely love that video, by the way. Uh, tell us how, how this uh, took shape. Oh, yeah. So I was in... Um, where was that? Lyons, Colorado. And my partner is a swimmer. And I started working out at the gym. So I was waiting for her to finish swimming at the YMCA there. And what I encountered was this thing called silver shoes, which is a set of different workout classes that are specifically for people of 65 and up. And as I was watching the Zumba class, I saw this woman that every time the class would go right, she would go left. Every time they would go front, she would go back. And but she was so committed and I was just totally fascinated by her. And so I made up this story in my mind that this woman had found new love and that she was going to the Y to get fit. And it made me think, you know, a lot of 
This record deals with grief of all kinds, whether it's losing a dream or losing a child, losing a spouse. There's a lot of grief on this record, but missing someone has this, you know, strive. It's, it's a hopeful song. And it made me think that, ah, oh, there's no time limit on falling in love. There's no time limit on when you are in that early stage of love and all you want to do is talk to your person and you're super distracted and you're floating on clouds and you just want to tell all of your friends. And so I had this idea of we could really tell this anti-ageism story. And I will say another thing that inspired me was right after um, the pandemic kind of loosened up, I went to Dollywood and at Dollywood, 80% of the workforce there is 65 and up and 10% is 90 and up. So she's kind of making an anti-ageism statement without saying anything. And so those two things really collided in my mind. And I said, let's get a bunch of awesome folks in the gym, flirting with each other, having fun, just to express that also let's lead with this video. Let's lead with this song to make a statement about that and to not take ourselves so seriously. All right, here's Jamie Harris, Missing You.
Okay, I love everything about that. I love the video. I love the song. You know, um, I wouldn't call that a departure for you, but a lot of your songs are, are really deep and meaningful and soul-searching. Writing must be therapy for you. Absolutely. It's been an incredible resource to get to the bottom of what I'm feeling and what I'm experiencing. And what I've learned as I've matured as a writer as well, even though it's something that absolutely helps me understand the world. And I have also learned that oftentimes if I really follow and honor what the song is asking of me, that it contains a lot more wisdom than I have at the time. So three years later, the song will reveal itself. Like, for example, Missing Someone, I had the opportunity to play that song for the women in the Gatesville prison. And, you know, in my mind, it was just this kind of silly love song that I written to my partner, but it had a completely different impact for the women there because they're in this stage of waiting and missing. And so it made me realize that even a song like that, which is quite light, can have a much deeper impact than I could have ever understood. Well, you could really um, hear you just pouring out your heart and your soul, especially in your, your first record, Snow White Knuckles. Wow, what, what, a, what a reveal that is. How cathartic was that? Thank you. That was a big song for me, and it was a, a huge release, and it also is a song that allows me to be of service. That song has opened up so many doors for me as far as like going into the Gatesville prison and being able to visit with the women or going into treatment centers. I know you spent some time in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and there's an incredible place there called Women in Recovery, which is an alternative to prison for women who are facing crimes related to drug and alcohol abuse. So they receive housing, educational resources, and some parenting resources, and it's a program for life, so they can reach out at any time for support. So I've been able to, that song has been a gateway for me to go in and be of service in incredible places in, the, in this country um, with people in recovery, people in the criminal justice system. So yeah, it, it was an incredible song to, to write. And um, it really, to me, feels like the very first Jamie Harris song I ever wrote. You know, you can see, like, if you've seen Van Gogh, you can see when he starts, he's kind of doing a Rembrandt thing, and then boom, he becomes Van Gogh. That's what it felt like for me. I've been writing for almost 10 years at that point, but that's when I really hit on, ah, this is Jamie Harris. Well, I never thought I'd find God here Full of nicotine and caffeine shaking with fear Just praying for another day to stay in the clear Well, I never thought I'd find God here I never thought I'd draw sober breath I always thought I'd be red Always figured I'd have nothing left Well, I never thought I'd draw sober breath But I gave up the cocaine, gave up the gin Freed myself of the hell I was in Asked the Lord to keep 
described as country folkish now that country feel that you do so well does that come from your early influences growing up in texas absolutely i'm a huge hal ketchum fan and 90s country love 90s country um you know jody messina i was thinking of a lot when i wrote missing someone 90s country was a huge influence on me and of course you know the kind of music i would see at the heart of texas fair like wade bowen and getting to see billy joe shaver and of course willie nelson country's in my bloodstream
never thought you could fit in Love is gonna come again I know you don't believe me yet Stuck inside your head Wonder what you could have said In that bed Love will find you and remind Thought you'd give up feeling Love is gonna come again I know it hurts like hell right now And only you know how No one can tell you Lying in your sheets alone Hiding from your telephone As it echoes through your empty home No way of knowing If you'll have anything close to what you had Then love is gonna come again I know it hurts Joy will find its way to you Maybe it'll come with the morning dew Right where those flowers grew Butterflies flew and on their wings They always bring the kind of peace To ease your grieving Love is gonna come again Oh Love is gonna come again. So, Jamie, before we let you go, uh, tell us about your plans for the future and where people go to learn more about you and your music. Yeah, you can definitely check out everything I'm doing at my website, which is my name, J-A-I-M-E-E-Harris.com. I've got a newsletter there where I tell everybody what's going on, where I'm playing. I get back to, back to Texas quite often to play because I need to see... I need to eat there. <laughs> I miss the food. And it's one of my favorite places to play in the world. There's nothing like playing to a Texas audience. Oh, I'm definitely going to come catch a show, that's for sure. Jamie Harris, thanks so much for your time. I love your music. Wish you continued success. And that's going to do it for this episode of Music Makers. Support live music. Go see a show. Take a kid with you. Until next time, I'm Gordon Collier.